welcome everybody to episode 55 of the ADV podcast. Again, a very important one today, so I'm glad you could join all of us here. Yeah. Should we get back. right into it? Let's just get right into it. Yeah, let's jump. Let's actually jump let's, right into it. Let's stroll right let's into tiao. it. Okay, so we're going to start out with what's new, and that's when we talk about what's new, specifically uh, with regards to China, of course. Mm-hmm. We've got a couple of interesting things here for you. Uh, let's start out with our good old friend, uh, Justin Trudeau. Justin Trudeau. Now, I learned so much about Canadian politics because of you guys out there. I think you can imagine a South African as yourself, mm-hmm. an American as myself, yep. don't really care about Canadian politics too much, right? No, I mean... Not, not anything against Canada, it's just that's not our thing, no, right? We don't sure. live there, have nothing to do with it. But because we have so many Canadian followers and subscribers and you guys are awesome... And not to mention all the fans I met in Canada were awesome. You guys, you let us know a lot about the Canadian political system, and in particular, Justin Trudeau. And every single person that has ever reached out to us about Justin Trudeau does not like his his policies. That's what we've learned. We don't have a personal opinion, per se, but we have seen him and his cabinet and leadership um, be quite soft on the CCP. Too soft on China, specifically with regards to uh, China's kidnap diplomacy you know, and the Meng Wanzhou thing and all yes. that kind of stuff. So, yeah. And, of course, selling pretty much all of Canada off to China and doing all these things like training the police and whatever, <laughs> you know, these just dumb stuff. But A lot yeah. of stuff has come up our, our alleyway. Anyway, uh, what we wanted to say was that Canada, or Justin Trudeau in particular, just got his comeuppance here. As always, when you try to capitulate to the Chinese government, the CCP, the Communist mm-hmm. Party of China, you will be made uh, a laughingstock or you'll be taken advantage of. And it yeah. doesn't matter how much you shill for them. Yeah. It doesn't matter how many diplomatic meetings you have. The Chinese government still, at the end of the day, is a 12-year-old bully. Yes. So here we are with the Chinese government, another state mouthpiece. This is a diplomat from Brazil. Yes. And you, maybe you can read this eloquent it quote. It says, boy. <laughs> What's up, boy? <laughs> boy, your greatest achievement is to have ruined the friendly relations between China and Canada and have turned Canada into a running dog of the U.S. Spendthrift. <laughs> so let's analyze this. Justin Trudeau, whose numerous policies have favored the Chinese government over and over again. Yes. To the point where people are like, what's going on, bro? Yeah. yeah. This even like moderate supporters of him were like, yo, this is a little suspicious, a sure. little sus, bro. Mm-hmm. But... Look at what happens. In the Meng Wanzhou thing, it looks like the, ju- the judicial system is going in the way of a fair trial because sure. Canada's a free country. Yeah, with, you know, <laughs> a, a rule of law. With the rule of law. The problem Not is... Not law of rule. <laughs> no. The problem is without him stepping in like a dictator, because China doesn't understand that another country doesn't operate like a dictatorship. They sure. actually don't understand that. They can't yeah. just manipulate things left yeah. and right. Because the thing is with the Huawei trial... Meng Wanzhou is being uh, tried fairly, but the two Michaels are literally being arbitrarily detained, thrown around, mock trials basically everywhere. Mm-hmm. What are they yeah. called when they're like not real? Whatever. Kangaroo court. Kangaroo court. Yeah. So here we have, he has nothing to do with this trial. Justin yeah. Trudeau can't do anything necessarily in this trial, right? No. But this is what happens. He gets blamed for ruining the relationship between China and Canada. Yeah. The guy that's been pretty supportive of the CCP ruined, single-handedly ruined the relationship. And this is how China will treat you. I mean, again, it's very telling because the whole Michaels thing versus Meng Wanzhou thing, you see, China does operate in a way that if you basically do them do what they want then they will release them. There is no like law process that has to go through anything. They will just release them. If 
you know, not anymore, of course, it's gotten to that point of no return. But they were kind of like, okay, you've got Meng Wanzhou there, we want you to release her, so we're going to take your citizens, and uh, if you just release her right now, then we'll just kind of release them. And because China can do that, the thing is in Canada and the rest of the world, you can't just supersede the law. If you are a leader, you can't. Like, uh, Biden can't all of a sudden just go and stop a trial of a mass murderer and be like, you know what? Yeah, let's just let him free. It's okay. But in China, you can. There's all this guanxi, there's all this nonsense and the connections with the, the Chinese government, and you see it very often. Yeah. So they expect, because you can just manipulate the law to do your little favors and stuff in China, that the rest of the world works the same way. So anyway, that's kind of what led to this. And again, it's this real stick fake carrot that yes. China always hands <laughs> yes. out. Yes, if you do our bidding, you get the carrot. And so they're like, yeah, I'm doing your bidding. And then like they're like, well, you did our bidding anyway, but we're going to hit you with our real stick. <laughs> you know, that's how it works. Yeah, so let's go to the next slide yeah, our next in our little... PowerPoint. So yeah. I wanted to bring this back, some callback humor for you guys uh, mm -hmm. to show you a development. Yeah. This is the Global Times, and you guys know that we've called... Yeah, we did this last time. We did yeah. this last time. So mm -hmm. Wolf Warrior is a Chinese diplomat. Xi Jinping's office, his cabinet, has created this idea that Chinese diplomats or spokespeople have to be wolf warriors. Yes. That's based off of a Chinese nationalist propaganda film. Yes. Wolf warriors, that means they go out there, they don't take punches, they deliver them. Yeah, right? They're, sure. oh, you know, howl at the moon, let's get shit done. Yeah. They're mean, they're not diplomatic like the old Chinese leadership, right? Yeah. But it's just got an egg on their face. They're very embarrassing. They yeah. make China look like a piece of shit. Yeah, right? exactly. So... Because of that, because of people like us, yeah. we've always talked about wolf warriors, but now we, we would name them turd warriors yeah, or wolf, wolf wankers. wankers. Yeah. Because of what things we say and the people laughing at them abroad, saying, how are they acting so immature? This is These are diplomats, right? Sure. They then declared that to call these diplomats wolf warriors is racist. racist. <laughs> yeah. That it's being their own said, term. Yeah. It's their, they created this term. Yeah. They mm. made this up, guys. Mm. So you can see here, uh, we didn't. We showed you this last time, but I didn't have to separate it this time. Yeah. This is the same day. No, go back. Oh, sorry. That's this the is same. the same yeah. day. It says West racist wolf warrior portrayal of Chinese diplomats. Yeah. So from the same newspaper. From the same newspaper. Yeah. The same day it says... China's wolf warrior diplomacy in Alaska meeting impresses world. Yeah. These were back-to-back -back articles here sure, in the sure. same newspaper saying it's racist, but then simultaneously bragging about how that's what we should call them. Yeah. So we got a follow-up here from the embassy in Ireland. Yeah, okay. Chinese uh, maybe you can read this because I can't read it with a straight face. <laughs> here we go. Yeah. Chinese embassy in Ireland says, who is the wolf? <laughs> Some people accuse China for so-called wolf warrior diplomacy so here we go again insinuating it's racist yeah, right yeah, they yeah. they made it up guys yeah in his well-known fable aesop described how wolf accused the lamb of committing offenses this is the wolf the, no, wolf, the wolf sorry is... the wolf is the wolf not the lamb by the way china is not a lamb <laughs> so <laughs> what so they basically say yes we are the wolf we are wolf warriors it if you really if you boil it down and go back around that circle circular logic they're saying yes we are the bad guy yes and yes we are the wolf we are wolf warriors it's ridiculous it's like that chinese fable about the snake there's a very famous thing about um uh you know there's this farmer and he comes across this snake that's freezing to death in his field so he takes the snake and puts it inside his shirt to warm it up. But as soon as the snake warms up, it bites him and kills him. And it's kind of a fable to say, you know, a snake will always be a snake type thing. So it's if we went to say, well, you know the, the story about the farmer and the snake. You call, you call the West snakes. 
But remember that the farmer warmed up the snake and he bit the farmer and we're not the farmer. <laughs> it's that's the, the same, same it's logic. Very, very much the same. Yeah. What the most important thing to take away from this is yeah. why the hell was this tweeted? It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Even if he thought this is awesome, why is the embassy speaking on behalf of the Chinese government tweeting this it's stuff? And using Aesop's fables, of all things. Anyway, that, uh, we, we had to bring that because it's kind of funny. But something that's not very funny is, again, proof of uh, how China deals with dissidents abroad uh, or anyone who speaks out against the CCP, which you will see is a running theme in our videos because we've both been targeted, our families have been targeted by um, Chinese nationalists, the Chinese government, etc., in order to silence us. What we're doing right now here, talking to all of you on the internet, is putting people, loved ones, and ourselves in danger. It, it really is, unfortunately. It puts, it puts them in the crosshairs of CCP sycophants, the 50 Cent Army, and various different organs of the Chinese state. And who just the just Chinese state. Do not want any criticism of the CCP to get out there, any uncomfortable truths. And unfortunately, because of the long period of time that both of us have spent in China and the nature of what we did while we were in China, which was explore a lot. And we have a lot of footage, a lot of video evidence, because I you know, went out and filmed a hell of a lot of B-roll and stuff like that, made a lot of connections with local governments, uh, people in the government, people just randomly, because everyone's kind of connected to the government who's influential in China. We made a lot of, we've, we've seen a lot of things. Yes. So we, when we report on things, we're speaking from a point of uh, experience, and it can be very damaging. So people like us are like a nightmare um, to the CCP because we actually do uncover real truths, and they don't want those truths to be uncovered. This is what you see, which happened with this lady who was uh, interviewed and talked about how torture and rape is used against the Uyghurs. So... I'd like you to say and tell everyone what actually happened to Sure. Her. This uh, woman's name is uh, Kelbinur Sadiq, mm -hmm. and she, I believe, lives in the Netherlands. That's her temporary home. Yeah. Um, she. I don't believe she was like a famous dissident or anything. No, she's not. She, she just was, was interviewed. Out. Yeah. She was interviewed, and she spoke about the rape and abuse of Uyghur women in the concentration camps in China. Yeah. So I'm going to read uh, what happened to her. Please and go so ahead. you can actually understand what's happening in this, in this despicable photo. Yeah. It says, uh, Kelvin or Sadiq was making breakfast when the video call came. And actually, you know, a, a little aside is when I read this, I f it, this is so, this is exactly what's happened to me. Mm -hmm. and it's exactly what's happened to people I know. Yeah. And this is the kind of stuff that brings me back to very dark places. Sure. So she says, uh, says, and the sight of her sister's name made her nervous. So she gets a call on her phone. Because she hasn't spoken to her sister in a very yeah. long time since she's been left two months. China. Right? It's been two months, right? Yeah. Or many months, sorry. In fact, many months had passed since Sadiq had spoken to any of her family in China. She's trying to keep everyone safe, obviously. Sure. Right? Sadiq was in the kitchen of her temporary home in the Netherlands, where she shared a room and several other refugees, mostly from Africa. Two weeks earlier, she and three other women had spoken to the BBC for a story about the uh, rape and torture of China's uh, detention camps, right, in Xinjiang, hmm. where Sadiq worked as a camp teacher. Right. Good person to talk to. Sure. She had answered, but when the picture appeared, it wasn't her sister on the screen. It was a policeman from her hometown in Xinjiang. And this is a, yeah, there a he Han is. guy. Yeah, yeah, she took a screenshot. This is a Han Chinese policeman. So mm -hmm. she's up in the corner there speaking to him. Notice the first two, the first and the second picture are different. I'll tell you why. Mm -hmm. This guy says, the police officer says, what are you up to, Kelbinur? He says, smiling. Who are you with? This is not the first time that the officer had called from her sister's phone. But this time, 
Sadiq took a screenshot. When he heard the sound it made, the officer removed his numbered police jacket. So she took another screenshot. Yeah, so, so you can see the second one. Yeah, so this is what happened. Let me find the quote here. Um, I mean, the whole point is that the main point of this is that he said, I'm here with your family. Yeah, so he goes, this is what he says. He yeah. says, you must think very carefully. Mm. I have your sister here. I'm with your family. Yeah, your whole family. Your whole family. Yeah. So think very carefully about what you do. Yeah. And I just want to, uh, maybe you can say some words first, and then I, sure. I want to address some yeah, people. You know, this is the method, this, this is a very tried and true method of the Chinese Communist Party, but it's also a tried and true method of thugs, mafia, things like that, is they know to shut someone up, you go after their family. Because when you've got somebody, especially without, outside of the reach of them, because they can't just go and, to the uh, Netherlands you know, and yeah. nab them and shut right. them up in the Netherlands. So what can they do it's to like silence them? War. <laughs> yeah, they can lean on family, and that's what they do. And they threaten family, they will detain family, and they will go after family because they're cowards. It's a weak thing to do. It's like, a, it's a, like hyenas, you know, behaving in this, this fashion. Yeah. So they will go after the person's family, threaten them, and... It works most of the time. Nobody wants to be responsible for, um, you know, anything bad happening to their family, especially if your family has nothing to do with your political views or with your views, right? Right. So it's pretty disgusting, but this is very tried and true. And that's why this this article and what's happened here is 100% believable because similar things have happened to us. Similar things have happened to people that we know from the Chinese government. It's very straightforward that this is not made up. No, no, this this stuff happens so often. Yeah. Literally personally. Yeah. We don't even want to get into it because of the nature of what sure. who's implicated, but this has happened to people we know, which has led to them being kidnapped or their family mm -hmm. members being kidnapped. And when we saw this, we we're like, well, that's right out of the playbook. Mm -hmm. Well, there we go. So my my problem with this is that I wanted to bring this up in my video about the whole Xinjiang cotton thing. Right. Basically what happened was Western companies had to say, we can't use this Xinjiang cotton because it's probably using slave labor. Yeah. Right? Yeah. They all agree not to do it. It's nothing against China. It's yeah. just like, oh, we can't use slave labor to pick cotton, right? Exactly. Uh, so long story short, China uses this and says fake news, bullshit. There's no slave labor. We use John Deere tractors or whatever sure. bullshit they come up with. Yeah. And they say, this is just the West trying to demonize China. Yeah. So instead of saying, oh shit, they're figuring out our genocide over here sure. with like forced slave labor, literally a la Nazi style. Yeah. They're saying, shit, this is a good opportunity for us to demonize Western companies in, yeah. for the public. So what I wanted to point out, what I failed to mention is I don't blame all this craziness going on in China right now. Even some of my Chinese friends are being like boycott. H&M, boycott Nike because they won't use Xinjiang cotton. Yeah. I look at that as a Westerner and say, these are my friends that are literally promoting genocide. Sure. But it's at the, the same anti, time. It's an anti-genocide yeah, movement. It's an anti-anti-genocide movement. Sure. The problem is, is they, they don't believe that there's a genocide there, right? Yeah. And you can't blame them. And I, what I wanted to point out is I don't blame anyone in China for feeling that way. Sure. To buy your government's propaganda... You have, number one, you have no choice. Sure. And number two, that's all you hear. There has been not one counter-narrative within the borders of China. So, of course, you're going to think it's fake. Yeah. And when you've been told over and over again since you're a kid that Uyghur people are terrorists yeah. and they need to be locked up anyway, mm -hmm. then you don't even question it, sure. right? So, I wanted to say I don't blame any Chinese people for excusing genocide. Now, that sounds ridiculous. Mm -hmm. But when you're armed with the knowledge that we have, like in the West, when you can actually see stories like this yeah. and actually see photographic uh, actual graphical evidence of, of coordinates 
yeah, of camps you, going up. And when you really do understand what the Chinese government is capable when you understand of because how they you've operate, experienced it firsthand. When yeah. you talk to dissidents yeah. who have families that have been affected, when you have just surmounting proof coming out from every country around the world that cares about yeah. this. My problem is the Western social media influencers now yeah. that are faced with this. They're not like the Chinese people who I can excuse. Yeah. They're faced with empirical evidence mm. over and over again yeah. about this genocide occurring. Literally, I say this, don't say this like Hitler's Germany happening in Western China right now. Yeah. With a straight face can look at you into this camera like this and say, I support Xinjiang cotton. I support the boycotts and the Xinjiang genocide is not happening. The Chinese government is taking care of the Xinjiang There's people. a lot of genocide denial going on right now yes. with these guys. I mean, they yeah. can look at, that's my problem. Yeah. They can look at you in the eye, in this camera and know, they know they're consuming the same real proof that we have sure. too. They can know that and they can lie to your face and still sleep at night. Yeah, I right? think they're being nuanced about it, but right. they're not. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. you know, the whole point of this, guys, is uh, I, I'm going to tell it to you straight right now. What is the motivation for people to put their families in danger? Okay. Why would you say things that would put your family in danger? Why would right. you go to that length unless it was true? Right. Okay. A lot of what the genocide denying people, etc., are doing is they are saying, oh, they just want a green card. So they have a sob story. And if they say this, that means that they are going to get a green card. Right. I don't think that this woman would willfully put her entire family at risk, throw them under the bus with the Chinese authorities just so she can get a green card. Right. It's just not how it works, guys. You don't get to this level of activism. And it's not one person doing this. It's a whole myriad of people. And when you right. start to speak to these people and you understand what goes on in China, and you, you will start to 100% believe what they say because it is actually the truth. And there is no real motivation to speak up against such a powerful government that can affect your life so drastically and the lives of your families, you wouldn't do it unless it was true. Yeah, the the thing I want to close out about this, and again, this mm. is this is more importantly about the Uyghur situation. This sure. is more importantly about the human rights situation. But I think it's very important that we counter the narrative that's coming out of Western people that are armed with truth, yeah. that are lying to you knowingly yeah. for the benefit of their preserving their lifestyle in China mm. or receiving benefits for the China, from the Chinese government. Yeah. That's pretty effed up. Yeah. It's pretty messed up, and it's happening. So we have to make sure that we counter that, right? Yeah. And I think it's it's super important. I think those people... Oh, this is what I was getting at. All right. We made a claim last week. Yeah. Oh, we did. We've called a lot of things. Remember. We've called coronavirus. Yeah. I hate... Everything we call is stuff I wish we were wrong about. Yeah. <laughs> Remember we said, like, who's going to get sent to Xinjiang? We said... Shills? And we almost said it as a joke. We yeah. said... We bet these pro-CCP shills, the Western YouTubers out there, you can look them up, will end up going to Xinjiang to do paid and propaganda. Guess who's been tweeting about going to Xinjiang, etc.? The paid shills. So be, be prepared for that to happen in the near future and be prepared for a big expose from us when this happens. Um, yes. Anyway, that's all besides the point because we have to get onto our massive, big soft power hour here. We have a special guest joining us uh, this time around, which is cool. But I think we should answer a super chat or two before we get into it. Good idea. It's Lola Farley, by the way. Yeah, for those of you who didn't know, but uh, it's he really cool. he actually just to, just so people are interested before I answer these mm -hmm. questions, 
he um he just contacted us out of the blue and he got just got back from like a anti-asian hate protest yeah and so it's very he's got we got some great great insight yeah but we'll get to get into that we'll get to it david pay says still can't read the chinese subtitles but still going back to china based on your documentary this morning (laughs) (laughs) for every anyone that missed my video this morning go check it out um i got a lot of people telling me that they shared it with pro ccp people (laughs) and they were very disappointed in the video so it's good it's a good one it's fun little april fools by the way it is april fools today but at the same time i am going to let everyone know out there that there are no jokes or pranks yes. in in our in podcast this, in this podcast no. i personally hate april fools it's my my least favorite day of the year and that's because i i just hate dishonesty and i know it's all in good good faith and it's fun no, and i it's like pranks. it if it is in good faith. yeah but you know um I just don't like having to second guess everything sure. that people say so this will be just serious. because of the date. But you yeah. got to know that there's no April Fool's malarkey in this one. Right. You, I can guarantee you that 100%. Kate Sung says, you guys mentioned Quora is backed by the CCP. I couldn't find a source online. Is there a direct link between the cesspool of a site and the CCP? I never said it was backed by CCP. I said it's, it's a taken haven. taken over by CCP, CCP sycophants and the Wumab. It's, it's very insane. easy. Go and make any post that... Uh, puts the CCP in a derogatory light on Quora and see the kind of response you get. Yeah. Just talk about Tiananmen Square or something. Yeah, be you know, fair or, about it. Or about Xinjiang genocide. Oh, dude, or you'll just have genocide deniers. Yeah. It's nuts. Yeah. Uh, Matthew Booth says, I'm enrolled at Beijing Huawen Dashue online Chinese program, and we have culture classes. And we just had one talking about how great it is in Xinjiang. Isn't it so amazing that wow. all of a sudden... The, the positive propaganda mm. about Xinjiang just comes out of the woodwork. Yeah. Where was it before? The cotton is. Yeah, and they have them dancing in traditional outfits, yeah. and it's shameless. It's ridiculous. Right. You know what I mean? Imagine if people, you know, talk about, I don't know, Indian genocide in, in America or whatever, you know, the Native Americans, and all of a sudden, America starts pumping out, like, literally Indian chiefs with feather headdresses dancing around. We are so happy. We love... You know, our reservations, they are incredible. Ooh, ha, ha, you know, and they do this whole racist, like, you know, thing. It's the same thing. They're dressing up models in, like, the Xinjiang costumes and jumping around with cotton. And it's the most disturbingly <laughs> racist so, bullshit propaganda so you've ever seen. Anyway, yeah. kind of reminds me of the vegetable dance. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Canadian yeah. Greg says... Mm-hmm. Uh, conspiracy uh, sorry Jay Leo says if you guys report a CCP threats to the police we take things into our into our own hands and we deal with it appropriately but we don't like to tell people about what we do yeah Canadian yeah. Greg conspiracy can you guys comment on number one Taiwan operated ever given Suez boat plus following oh the, uh, oh, the Suez I think I feel like everyone else has commented on that yeah, right it's like, that's all over the news bro Canadian it's, Greg it's been freed Thank and you, whatever yeah. Canadian Greg also says Inter- Indonesia National Oil Company exploding a few months after deal struck with Taiwan lol oh okay yeah well. I don't know actually well, much we'll about look, that we'll look into that yeah. stuff yeah should we get on to our sure. main one yeah, okay we're going to do soft power guys and this is where we talk about how the Chinese government is trying to change your mind through dastardly underhanded ways usually and this one yeah. is very much that um, now before we bring our guest in here guys uh, a big Thing that's been really annoying me is how the uh, Asian uh, hate, the anti-Asian hate movement has been basically co-opted and hijacked by various different groups for political gain. Okay, so a lot of mistruths out there. I'll be talking about it in my video, which will be released late tomorrow or Saturday, but it's really, really ticking me off because it's so immoral to take such a serious situation like the uh, anti-Asian hate attacks, you know, these hate crimes, and try to use it as a tool. And what we've been seeing is 
the CCP doing that, okay, yeah. and the CCP sycophants. And I'm going to give you a quick example of this is that they are fabricating a lot of fake crap, okay? Just recently, somebody, the Daily Mail, remember we talked about it, they made that fake Facebook post saying that the Atlanta shooter was, you know, basically saying the CCP is bad, et cetera, et cetera. We, we suspect they created that to tie to us. Absolutely did, because yeah. immediately there's a hate website set up against me, which is ridiculous, but they ran with this thing that, oh, Serpent today has blood on his hands, and they used that fake Atlanta shooter uh, article, and a lot of the sycophants... Multiple people, yeah. The big, big sycophants, um, you know, like this obsessive stalker that follows Yeah, they're like, C-Milk C- and Winston are guilty. They're yeah, using our real hands. names, yeah. trying to dox us, linking us to this. Now, the purpose of this is to stop any criticism of the Chinese government. But this has got nothing to do with the Chinese government. These anti-Asian hate crimes are, you know, their own thing. Yeah. And it's against all Asians, not just Chinese people. Right. And it's got nothing to do with the CCP, but they're co-opting it in order to shut down any criticism. And it's getting crazy. So because our uh, friend Lola Farley went to one of these uh, Stop Asian Hate protests in LA. Why don't we show a couple clips of what some of the other ones looked like? Which ones? Because I have some clips in here before we call them up. Okay, sure. Let me grab that. Um, But we basically got him to... Right here. Oh, yes. Uh, Like this whole thing about the CCP uh, co-opting these things is no lie. No. All right. So let's take a quick look here. All right. What's going on here in this? Let's look at the the yellow sign says, hold the CCP uh, liable. liable. Stop Stop Asian Asian hate. hate. So that's very true. Mm. Now, no one hates the CCP more than Chinese dissidents. Obviously, people that had to leave China because of human rights atrocities, right? right? So these people don't have any love in their heart for the CCP, and they think that is Asian hate too. And it is. It's the biggest Asian hate in the world. Yeah, we'll talk about that in a minute. Now, what's happening is that these people will go up, these obviously CCP type people. We've got to set the stage here. Sure. You're going to an anti-Asian hate protest. Right. Okay? Great. You are against anti-Asian hate. You want an end to any kind of hate crimes against Asians, okay? It doesn't matter where you're from. It doesn't matter what your political beliefs are, but you want to stop this, okay? Fair enough. That's what you want to do. So that's why this guy says, hold CCB accountable, stop Asian hate. Right. But why is this man actively trying to block his sign? His also says, end violence uh, against Asians. Stand un against hate. Stand up. Oh, sorry, stand up against hate. (laughs) Now look, see a security guy who's part of the organizers of this is also trying to block this sign that says hold the CCP liable. He's got security in Chinese on his back, Yeah, it's written in Chinese, yeah. This is not in China. No. Why would that be an issue? Why? Like these are Chinese people. These are Asian and Chinese people standing up behind this. Why would you stop this guy's sign, which has the core message of stop Asian hate? It just says hold CCP liable. It doesn't matter. It's like if you go to a women's march and you you hold up a, a one thing that says like you know smash the patriarchy and someone else is there like wage gap. It's still related, you know. It's different things, but it's related to stopping Asian hate. You should be able to respect anyone's opinion when it comes to this because the end goal is the same. Yes. But you you can now very clearly see that. It's not okay to criticize the CCP. No. And it shows you that the organizers of these events are linked to the CCP. Because why would you try to block this? We've actually sign? seen we've seen people talking about maybe potentially finding out documents that say that they've actually started some of these events. Oh, absolutely. I mean, there's a whole 
there's a whole lot of like look at how actively they're trying to block this person's sign so you can see that this this is not about stopping asian hate no this this is all about pushing a ccp narrative yep okay so let's celebrate the ccp the biggest killer of asian people in the world yeah um, anyway, like there in New Zealand, yeah. uh, there was this, the, the big, and stop, you know, you can actually see our thumbnail for this is taken from that in the yeah. Auckland um, Stop Asian Hate protests. They uh, were organized, a lot of them, by the United Front. I mean, there's evidence. There's like the United Front logs. is the Chinese It's the arm. Chinese propaganda arm yeah. overseas. You know, you've got some pre pretty high profile people organizing these from the CCP, but they're spinning it. They're not making it, let's stop Asian hate. It's stop criticizing the chinese government that's the spin that's actually the only thing they care about yeah and they're bringing out the chinese flags and all that china does not represent asian people abroad you know this no. dictatorship this authoritarian government does not represent asian people living in america asian people living in america represent asian people living in america and the people who sympathize with them and are connected to them and care about them represent Asian people in America. In America. I'm just saying that. So bringing out Chinese flags and being all, you know, don't criticize the CCP, all this kind of thing, that is not correct. That's not what this movement is about. Correct. And when you see that kind of censorship of somebody, you know what this is all about. It's clear as day. Anyway, I think we're going to bring in our uh, guest. What do you reckon? Sounds good. All right, so... Uh, let's bring in Lola Farley, who's a fantastic comedian, and we hope you go check out his stuff. We do have links down in the description. Do. Let's bring him in. So we've been talking about how the CCP has been co-opting these anti-Asian uh, anti -Asian hate movements. And you actually went to one of these, and we wanted to hear from you what you saw there, what you observed. What's it all about? You know, I went to one in L.A. because I was seeing these things that are happening, and I really wanted to, like, just be around other people, especially Chinese people, and just kind of feel that sense of camaraderie. And I went there and was extremely disappointed to find that the far left had hijacked the event. And as I did more research, realized that the far left has hijacked uh, the event or the whole movement. Mm -hmm. And there's enormous influence from the Communist Party of China. And it's crazy because like, I was like, all right, is this like a conspiracy theory here? Like, am I kind of like just trying to make wild guesses here? But actually, it's all there. And when I was looking back at the footage of the event, I noticed a ton of yellow signs that looked like they were made by, first of all, someone that doesn't speak English as their first language. Second of all, it was mass produced and it was lazily produced. There was no effort into these signs. It was literally just stop demonizing China. And like, that was it. And yeah. that's the whole problem with these events. The the one that I went to was the title was anti Asian American dis or anti Asian discrimination, comma stop China bashing. And yeah. it was like, oh oh wait a second because those are two very different things. And I went there and you know I invited a lot of the people that were there. I, I posted it on Twitter. I asked the people if I could go up on stage and speak about it. And they were like, sorry man, we got a full lineup. We got a full lineup. I was like, you know, I speak Chinese. 90% of your audience is Chinese, maybe they'd have a lot more resonance hearing someone speak their mother tongue, which, by the way, they would 100%. Yeah. 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 And uh, we got a full lineup, man. Next up is a 16-year-old white high school student from L.A. to tell us about the system and how we need to re 
shape the way that we train young boys because when we eulogize what it means to be a tough man, it's just creating a lot of toxic masculinity. What the fuck does this have to do with anything? <laughs> it was ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. You would think that anti-Asian discrimination was like an afterthought. Yeah. Right. Well, because it was, it sounds like. That, that, that has not, like, how does that have anything to do with the anti-Asian uh, hate crimes that have been going on? And this is what pisses me off. Sorry to interject, but the yeah. fact that anyone is co-opting this movement to further their own goals, and if the far left is grabbing on it because they can harp on about their gripes about, I don't know, white supremacy or toxic masculinity, whatever it is, that's just abhorrent to me that somebody would use a deadly serious situation where you have these hate crimes happening and try to use it for their own purposes. Even worse is that the CCP, the Chinese Communist Party, who is probably the, the worst in the world when it comes to being anti-Asian, let's face it, they yeah, killed how definitely. many hundreds of millions of Chinese people have died or at least tens of millions of people. You know, you can go look into it of their own people. But Uyghurs are Asian. Taiwanese people are, are Asian. Hong Kongese people are Asian. Philippines, Vietnam, all those people around the South China Sea that they're screwing over all the time. Indians are Asian. They're going in there and trying to take the border and killing people there and stuff. I would say, quite honestly, in the entire world, the CCP is the most anti-Asian organization out there. It's not just the entire world. I would say entire history, too. The yeah. world and the history of time. I mean, if you want to look at death counts, the Communist Party is head and shoulders above anybody else. Yeah. And, to, and the thing that the far left doesn't realize is that the Communist Party attempts to speak for the entire diaspora of Chinese people. Right. Yeah. They really try and do that and paint themselves as like the guardians of Chinese people around the world. And I, I really think about this a lot because I'm like, OK, is it just not appearing in the media that they're consuming or is it laziness? And I honestly think it's laziness of these people that just are like, Oh, well, you know, Trump was always talking about China and how bad China was. So that means that China is actually not bad because they just anything that Trump said, they have to believe the opposite and sure. take it to another extreme. Sure. And that is really bad because the Communist Party of China is the most dangerous threat to the world, period. I'm yeah. super. I'm upset that people are making it a partisan issue. Like the CCP and authoritarian dictatorships is not a partisan issue. No, you don't yeah. need to bring in whatever political. We, we can all unite on this that genocide is evil, right? And literally oppressing a billion plus people is also evil. And weaponizing that, trying to weaponize that populace, not only that populace but all Asians around right. the world against actual movements and trying to co-opt this kind of stuff is really messed up. But I actually want to ask you. Since you're so involved with the Chinese community, particularly here in the U.S., what is it like for like a Chinese person that doesn't like the CCP, that doesn't have any love in their heart for the CCP? And I, I've seen in your videos some of the older generation of people are pretty outspoken about this. They they came to America for a reason, and a lot of those reasons tend to be that they didn't trust their government and things were going to shit in China. So, mm. how does a person like that cope? with this situation, seeing clear CCP influence within a, a movement that they want to participate in. How does one deal with that? Did you, were you able to talk to anyone about this? Yeah, I talked to, uh, you know, I talked to two middle-aged women that were just standing next to the speaker like stage or whatever, because I was there trying to get on stage. I wanted to, I was so close to just being like, fuck it, I'm just gonna go grab the mic. <laughs> sure. um, but I was sitting there talking with these, probably I'd say in their late forties, two women that were, happy to be at the event because you could tell the Atlanta shootings really affected them right. and they were talking about that 
But once I started translating a lot of what these, honestly, it was baizuo for mm -hmm. the audience members that don't know what that means. It's basically like you could say libtard or social sure. justice warrior. Mm -hmm. uh, just going up there and spewing their own bullshit rhetoric that has nothing to do with anti-Asian discrimination is as soon as I started translating it to these middle-aged women, you could see the, the, the look on their face just go to like, ugh. Just kind of like, ugh, and disappointed, for sure. Yeah. Now, the audience was made up mostly of younger Chinese people, and the younger Chinese people, here's the thing, if you don't have something like, for example, what if your landlord, you just moved into a house and your landlord's like, actually, uh, one of my friends actually needs to move into that house and I'm gonna kick you out and you can't do anything about it because I have good political guanxi, I've got good relationships. If you don't go through something that is like a systemic uh, problem that screws you over directly, which a lot of young people haven't still, they yeah. won't realize how bad the Communist Party is and right. like really start to open their mind to it. Which is why it's interesting that the older people, especially in my videos, you know, my change your mind videos, they went through that stuff. A lot of them, they saw one of the older, older ladies I saw was there at Tiananmen Square. She was like, right. oh, I saw it. They ran people over with tanks. I saw it. Right. And like she left America or I mean, she left China for that reason. The youth. I think they get swept up in this movement because they're like, yeah, you know what? My country is actually not that bad. It's Trump and the China bashers because hmm. that's easy. That's Super an easy. easy scapegoat versus like looking into the details of the atrocities that the Chinese government is currently committing. Yeah, I think it's it's with people like us, we just find it so unbelievably hypocritical that someone could have that viewpoint. But you have to understand that most people don't even have a passing knowledge of China, period. Right. So you can yeah. talk about like the people in America We're I think we overestimate how much people actually understand about the atrocities that the CCP commits, because I often think that a lot of people just think it's an Asian version of America over there in a different place of the world. They don't yeah, think definitely. of it past that, right? But if you definitely. do actually look into it, it's fundamentally in, diametrically opposed to any social justice movement or anything right. that, that left, like left-leaning people would be involved in, and it's appalling. Well, Could you imagine if people during World War II were like, stop demonizing Germany? That's, yeah. that's what we're doing. That's what best. we are we're okay. doing today. Yeah. <laughs> it's exactly what's happening. You know, when it comes to the young people, it reminds me of what Mao Zedong did to whip those red guards into a frenzy because you're dealing with people that, you know, everybody in their life, especially when you're kind of a young teenager, early 20s, whatever, you've got that rebellious spirit. You're unhappy with your life. You... You want, you know, you always think something's better somewhere else. The grass is always greener. So, you know, they're using that and they're saying like, America's fucked. China's amazing. You have to support the motherland. China's great. And a lot of the people that were born in America, for instance, they haven't actually seen the bad side of China. They've only seen the glossy CCP Dude, Sino, propaganda. That, that subreddit's Sino. Yeah, <laughs> Sino, yeah. Don't even bring those fuckers up. Yeah, they, and they, they feel dissatisfied with their lives as all people of that age do in one way or another. And then they start to blame it on uh, America or the UK, wherever they are. Mm -hmm. And they start to glamorize and glorify China as this amazing thing. But that's because they haven't actually experienced it yet properly. Or know? if they did, it's that type of like, if they go there and they're just there for like two weeks and yeah. people are like, wow, you're so tall and handsome and your nose is so long. And they're just like, oh my God, yeah. I've yeah. been a loser my whole life. But now everybody's telling me I'm handsome and tall. Yeah. This it, is the greatest country I've ever been to. Yeah. And it's like, it's like the video I said that I did uh, about this China's second cultural revolution. If you want to become China famous, learning Chinese will hold you back. It does. Because yes. you will become more empathetic to the struggle of Chinese people. I'm, 
I think, I mean, for the people that don't know who you are, obviously we've introduced you and stuff, but I highly recommend you go check out Lilith Farley's stuff. But what I want to say is I've, I used you in a, an example fairly recently. I said, have you noticed that the very tanky, very pro-CCP type shill people that you have, I'm talking about Westerners here, so white people, wherever, mm. you know, from Canada, from America, that 99% of them don't speak Chinese. Right. And it's very clear, like, okay, you've been in China for how many years now, and you don't speak Chinese, yet you are the most massive apologist for this authoritarian regime, to the yep. point where it just looks ridiculous, right? Mm -hmm. And then you have people like Lila Farley, and you have other people that speak out against the CCP very, very uh, overtly, and they're always the ones that have proficient Chinese knowledge. And I think right. there's something very clear to understand there. What is the motivation versus someone that actually speaks fluent Chinese that understands what was happening versus somebody that is currently in China protecting their lifestyle that doesn't speak Chinese or understand what's going on around them. It's very right. simple, right? It's such an easy equation to figure out. Yeah, for sure. But so, a lot of people don't. I mean, look at the comment sections for guys like Barrett. It's like sure. all these people just like, thank God we have someone like you speaking out. It's like, it's, why do you prize this dumbass's opinion? Because he's white? It's super disappointing, like for me, to see that white worship is still happening in China, though. Yeah. Because that's yeah, a massive different. thing. It was something that cringed us out. Like in the beginning, let's be honest, in the beginning, it's kind of awesome to be a foreigner rolling around and getting a bunch of attention, right? Mm. But eventually it grows tiresome because it goes right. beyond, oh, need a don't want them a bang, right? It goes beyond right. that. You want to actually have meaningful conversations with people. So that kind of like worshiping you just because you're a foreigner that speaks five words of Chinese gets very, very old very quickly. When you see that the shills, the pro CCP shills out there, you go to the comment sections, you see what kind of audience they command. It's, it hasn't changed, and that's super disappointing to me is because the CCP still relies on and knows that Chinese people, a, a general populace of people, will look up, up to a foreigner that's speaking good about their government. Yeah, and right. that's super, I think it's very embarrassing, number one. Number two, it's something that needs to be rectified. Sure. Well, they just make, it's just such a profitable endeavor to yeah. do it. And they're like tumors on Chinese society. They're they sucking really resources and to mislead. They're getting paid to mislead the population and yeah. make them more and more confused, angry, and bitter. Right. And they're getting paid to do that. And the <laughs> only way you can do that is by either being a sociopathic piece of shit mm -hmm. and or completely ignorant to the, to the reality around you, which not speaking Chinese is great. It keeps you ignorant. It does. Now, what you just said about that white admiration type thing, you know, that's why a lot of people are like, Dude, I bet you hooked up with so many Chinese girls in China. It's like, first of all, I hooked up with mostly European girls when I was in China <laughs> because European girls are kind of more into the American bro, or at least my appearance, than <laughs> Chinese girls. Chinese girls would be much more Lao Wai 86. They're much more <laughs> beautiful eyes. <laughs> um, but the other fact is that when they treat you, if it's like a, a blind admiration type thing, you feel weird. Yeah. Like I remember yeah. like some girls that I was seeing when I was in Beijing, you know, they would have a video that they'd put on their moments in their WeChat moments, and they'd be like, just say something in Chinese. They'd be like, say, use something, say something in Chinese, and then they'd press play. And I'm like, what? And they just want to get, like, the face. Yeah. You feel like you're a tool it is. to it's give face, face, almost. Yeah. For and sure. it's weird. As a straight white male, I've never in my life felt, like, objectified. And I was like, what's <laughs> happening? <laughs> For sure. It's kind of interesting. Yeah, but just to circle it back to this whole thing, um, I think it's important for people to differentiate the Chinese government and Asian people. There's a big difference there. And we should important thing. And we have to see how clear it is the motivations behind them co-opting these events. Like you said, stop demonizing China. That is their main thing. 
What they want is any criticism of China or the CCP and their bad actions needs to stop because they're trying to equate that with attacks on Asian people. And that's right. the dangerous part here is they want to use their brand of censorship abroad and they're taking advantage of especially the left who are very easy to manipulate if it's in their favor and fits yeah. their, their narrative. So we need people out there to, to be able to differentiate and see the difference between these things. And uh, from your perspective, do you have any advice on how we can uh, you know, keep an eye on this crap? Well, I wish that they were doing more events. I looked all day to try to find if they're going to do more events because I didn't know. You know, it was shocking. I lost a lot of respect for the left at this event. Like, I like called my dad afterwards. And I was like, Dad, I, I don't know what to do, man. Like, I'm going to run for office as a libertarian. This is ridiculous. But <laughs> Welcome uh, to my club. <laughs> it's like, it was, it was mind-blowing and it was depressing almost. And what I do when something depresses me is I try and turn it into humor. I try and like go through the cathartic process of satire and trying to create something to criticize it in that way. And I just pray that they have more events coming up because I'm going to troll the living <laughs> shit out of it. Yes. Yes. Please oh. do. And that's what we all need, I think. Yeah. I, I think just to sum it up, we, we, we want our audiences to know that me and Winston are never the type, I don't want to name names, but the type of people that go out there and be like, well, they're already here. We're fucked. Right? Everything's doom and gloom. Every, America's lost. Fuck this. Right? <laughs> sure. That's not what we want to do. We want concrete reasons and ways that people can, can identify this kind of stuff and then deal with it in the future. Right? Mm. And how, right. Like, how, can we tell, how can we tell people that would go to an event like this to separate the wheat from the chaff. Yeah, oh, I like that. Um, I just try and do it through art. You know, I got that song coming up. That I, I was on the phone with the audio engineer to mix it, and that's going to be coming in mid-April, and I'm so excited for yeah, it. Come, we can't wait. That song. We'll we definitely, wait. Uh, we'll definitely promo it. Well, is there anything uh, you want to add? That's all I can do. Yeah. Other, other than that, you know, just try and educate the people around you. The thing is, you're so right. But nuance is something that's lost in social right. media often. Right, you know, yeah. stop demonizing China. Right. Three words, boom, got it. Right. Like, what you just said is completely right, but it takes more than 120 characters in a tweet to understand. Yeah. Right, correct. Well said. I think at the end of the day, we have to recognize the anti-Asian attacks for what they are, completely condemn them, you know, stand together in solidarity with the uh, people that are victims of these attacks and any attack in general when it comes to hate crimes, it doesn't matter who you are or, you know, where you're from. And at the same time, stop allowing the CCP to take advantage of our democracies and our sensibilities because that's what they do best look to the ccp and what they do before you listen to them and their advice you it's know? literally in their playbook is how to undermine free countries because they're easy to undermine because yeah. of these values we can take advantage while we simultaneous as the ccp have the full advantage of putting a wall up for information in and out right right yeah. so oh, please we could pick and choose what <laughs> yeah. we show our citizens yeah. oh man look it's it's as always, fantastic to have you on the show. And we're going to play a little clip, actually, from your uh, video the other day about the Cultural Revolution yeah. 2.0 because it's so pertinent to, to what we do here. And we encourage every one of our audience members out there to go and subscribe to Lola Farley because he's, he's a genius comedian and he makes fantastic music videos and he's on the side of right. <laughs> well, and, thank you so much, guys. Your yeah. support is incredible. No you, you guys really make the anti-CCP movement, at least the English-speaking anti-CCP movement, very warm, welcoming, and positive, which is great because thank the Mandarin-speaking side is splintered and at war with each other. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, it's crazy. And it, it's very important for people like yourself who are fluent in the language to be there 
and to relay the, the message to the Mandarin speaking audience and to show, you know, put the two together and act as a bridge, really. Yeah. So yeah. it's, it's, it's yeah. not, there's not many of us guys. Yeah. And Lila's on, on our team. So yeah. <laughs> definitely it's go true. support. There's it. not many of us. We're <laughs> like the rebellion going against the galactic <laughs> yeah. empire. It's truly Star Wars. Yeah. It's truly Star Wars. <laughs> we got the. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, <laughs> that's awesome. Awesome, uh, man. Well, Lila, uh, may the force be with you and we'll catch you next time. Yeah. All right, guys. Thank you very much. Yeah. Cool. All right. Thank you very much, Lila, for coming on. I think that was it was really cool to see some firsthand experience going to the, you know, these anti-Asian hate protests and seeing what they really are for. I, I'm look, mostly looking forward to him trolling the CCP people. Of course, all both of us, we can speak on behalf of him as well. Uh, Lila as well are very much in line with the fact that anti-Asian hate is a terrible thing. Yeah. And should be spoken out against, but we will not allow the CCP to commandeer these events. No. And I'm super pumped to see Lila Farley go and troll those people. It will Abs- be fantastic. Absolutely. Like like I said during our conversation, it's like they are trying to take advantage of the sensibilities of the West, you know, and right. the, the systems, the open freedom, the fact that you can go out and protest and stuff like that. But did you see how they use their normal China censorship techniques at these protests, not allowing people to say anything that's anti-CCP right. within these. Right. Uh, it's kind of ridiculous. Anyway, Tis. Um, let's answer a couple of Super Chats before sure. we move on to our next segment. And we are going to show a tiny little clip from one of Lila Farley's videos uh, near the end. Oh, uh, yeah. 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 Uh, Dreadlock Holmes, have you looked into Weeble? Um, that is a, it's kind of like Robin Hood, but China China made it. I love how they use Wee for everything. Everything's Wee. Wee. You were, you were mentioning earlier, we we're talking about the old school things. Q-Q. Yeah, we don't understand. I mean, a lot of Chinese people didn't understand how, to, how brands work. Mm. So QQ was a popular messaging service back yeah. then. So instead of what did we used to, used to use ICQ, right? Yeah. They so made Oriental of, ICQ, which is OICQ, which O-I-C-Q, became QQ. Which became QQ. Yeah. So QQ was their like go-to thing and it had a little penguin. So everyone yeah. was like super pumped. They're just getting the internet. Yeah. Super pumped. They can talk to each other instead of using phones and stuff, sure. right? So they were making QQ sausages, <laughs> QQ duck restaurants. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I worked for Tencent right. okay, for quite a long period of time. And they, like the people that I worked with, were telling me what a battle it was for them. Because to try and enforce copyright laws in China is almost impossible. Even yeah. for a massive company like Tencent, who right. owned QQ, they started it, right? So you'd have fashion brands called QQ Duck. Right. And they would try to shut them down, but like it was so difficult. The people right. using their penguin Who logos on everything, they just couldn't shut it down. It's just interesting. Yeah, it was very uh, interesting. Anyway, now it's like we, because WeChat is the yeah. most popular messaging. Everything's we, so we bull, like we, we run, we yeah. this, we yeah. that. Yeah, uh, I definitely thought it was Weibo ad when I first heard it. Um, mm-hmm. Yes, we have, we have, yeah. we have heard of it. Yeah. Uh, Ramian one, have you seen Dr. John Campbell's video on the WHO's report on the CCP's handling of the virus spread? Would you say that this is proof of the CCP's control of info is working? Um, I have I have been sent that link multiple times. It's disturbing. Um, what is it working? Of course, it's working yeah. in certain spheres. Every single big news article that we've seen up until very recently about you know the the findings of the WHO, what's going on, where did the virus originate, has all been very biased in favor of China's narrative. Right. And it until shows, recently, it shows just how uh, competent they are at you know, changing the narrative and forcing it their way and enforcing censorship on people that speak out against it. So, yeah. So, yeah, what I wanted to say about that mm. was that um, up until recently, that was the narrative, mm. but that is changing. It's changing. So because you see like anecdotes like this Dr. John Campbell thing, ignore it because you know it's not real. No, <laughs> no. 
But uh, yeah, it's dwindling. And I th- uh, Peter and, and the WHO in general has got their back up against the wall right now. Um, might have some things to say about that later. Yeah. Uh, Akosha, Tango and Cash, A Walk to Remember is awesome movie. Bromance is real. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> Tango and Cash is cool. Uh, Eleven says, C Milk, any idea about when the CCP internal factions video might be coming out? I did put it in my notes and I'm drafting it. Um, I had been working on it actually previously, but I got some other stuff in the works now. But it'll, got, it'll be out eventually. We've got some important things to to get. Yeah, we've got to address first. Yeah. Uh, Sander says, "Lactose boy, that's me." Mm-hmm. In your way of over, in your way overdue apology video to the CCP. What did the Chinese subtitles say? The written numbers sure didn't match what you were saying. <laughs> yeah. So uh, actually, in the comment section, if you look, someone timestamped every single comment with the translation, so you'll yeah. be able to find it's it. Or, or go on my patron. Mm-hmm. Uh, Canadian Greg says Suez Canal, Taiwan operated ship screwed by CCP operative plus Indonesian. Any chance it's the case? Uh, would they go that far on foreign soil? That's what I want to hear comments on. Oh, I see. Yeah. Mm, yeah skeptical it's... about that. That yeah, that's a bit tough to say. I wouldn't go that far. Yet. It's yeah, it's possible. Everything's possible. Anyway, we should probably head on to our next section, which of course is worldview. Sure. We've got some big ones for you today. So worldview is normally at the tail end of our show, but we've still got a lot of con- like questions to answer and sure. stuff. But in, in this worldview, we've got some important stuff. I'm first gonna start out with Australia. Everybody knows that Australia belongs to China. And it keeps becoming more and more evident. Adelaide. There's a new Chinese embassy. Well, it's more of a compound that was just opened uh, the other day. In fact, I think it was over the weekend. Mm -hmm. Now, hear me out here. It's absolutely ridiculous that it was opened where it was opened. This there's a very important strategic shipyard there where they're building military ships. And it's a naval. It's like a naval hub to do with the military. Why would you allow China to open up a secure compound right next to where you've got very sensitive naval operations, you know? This is the first big red flag. It's the sixth one to be opened in in Australia, I believe. And why do they need so many? There's a lot of people are asking this because, especially since COVID, there are less Chinese students coming to Australia, right? International students. So there's no need to open more consulates and more, you know, missions in Australia because you're having less Chinese people going there. So you should actually be scaling back your operations rather than making them bigger. Another big red flag is this particular area where they've set this up has got the largest Uyghur population in Australia. Okay, so it's got a strategic military, um, you know, benefit, and it's also got the benefit of being close to all the Uyghurs so they can keep an eye on it. We've already seen what the CCB does with Uyghurs abroad. Yeah. They monitor them. Facebook just removed a ton of accounts because they were actually actively finding Uyghurs abroad and trying to harass them, find out who they were, where they go. Yeah. It's huge. Now, this compound has got, obviously, CCTV cameras all around it, you know. It's right in the heart of a sensitive area. But a lot of people in Australia, luckily, didn't take kindly to this and went out in protest. So we've got some footage in the background. We'll show you of what kind of went down there. This included Uyghurs. This included the, the um, free Tibet people. You can see the Tibetan flag there. This included uh, the democracy, you know, Chinese China people, democracy. and this included uh, a, a bunch of people, obviously, you know. Mong- Inter-Mongolian independence. I believe Drew Pavlov was there as well. Yeah. You know. Pavlone. Pavlov. <laughs> pa- pa- yeah. Pavlov, whatever it is. You know. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> nice guy. We, uh, like, we like that guy. No, we love that guy. He's going to come on the show at some point. Mm. Um, but there you can see, you know, Uyghurs and stuff, actually just protesting the fact that this 
massive big, you can see how big it is. This massive big Chinese compound is opening there in Adelaide. Like, why is this allowed? Why is this happening? You know, it's it's insane. I'm more concerned from uh, from my national security perspective. My country is dealing. I mean, props to you, Australia. We love you, and you are a deep ally. And we need you as an ally. Mm. Um, all of us, like all these countries, need to come together to face down the CCP. Yeah, but it's a national security as like a problem from my perspective. If America is being so close to the country, that's just allowed the CCP to run so rampant. Yeah. I mean, we already have to deal with Canada on our border doing this shit. Now mm -hmm. we got Australia, like just really what's going on. I, how many diplomats, how many do you need there? Yeah. From it's, China? It's shameful. I mean, don't, don't forget, be a satellite state. Don't, don't forget that they, they are also the a country that allowed the Chinese flag to be hoisted above their True. police station you know, in the Box Hill area that are like cutting cakes, Chinese, you know, like National Day cakes. And, you know, they've got so many ties, businessmen and corruption and stuff that's tied to China. Australia is the weak link. And uh, it's right been, now, yeah, it's been it has been for the longest time. It's the weak link in the Western world for China to attack. And they've been doing it for a very long time. Of course, we're talking about the Chinese government when we say China, not Chinese people for all you morons out there. Um, but seriously, it's a big problem that China's influence keeps growing and growing in in Australia. And it's the people aren't happy about it. You know, it's just bloody awful. No, no. Um, anyway. Um, yeah, continue. Where is the clip from Lilla's uh, video, by the way? I'm not seeing it in our little media in, pack here. It's in the other the other clip. It's in the other clip? Yeah. Okay. All right. I'll, that's that's an issue. I'll, I'll, bring, <laughs> I'll bring it up. Anyway. Okay. Another thing that's Australia-related, okay, is <laughs> this guy, all right, Luke Cornish. You know what's really nice is a Cornish pasty. I was about to say Cornish hens. No, Cornish pasties are awesome. You, you, that's not a thing in America. I don't see them anymore. No, but I know what it is because it's I like, yeah, spent it's a time pie. with British people. Like, and you go to the gas station and you get a Cornish pasty and it's so good. Yeah, anyway, uh, that's besides the point. This guy's well, name Luke. is Luke Cornish. <laughs> okay and that's it yeah he made art now okay i'll be honest with you he, made art. he did it's just the way you say that you know it's condescending yeah because i wouldn't really call it. i'm gonna be honest with you it's like if i went to go doodle on a banknote okay um whatever this is his art i can't i can't really criticize art i don't understand art very well i'm not sophisticated enough apparently i think the piece on the right's cool yeah, I mean, it's cool, but also it looks like someone took a little cokey pen, or what do you call it, like a Sharpie, and added some... <laughs> That's not art. How do you get to display that Let's in a gallery? Be nice, because yeah. this guy, I loved his quotes about this. First, explain mm. what the hell he did. Okay. He put these... You see these banknote art? Okay. Now, the, the first one is Winnie the Pooh and Tigger hugging. The second one is... This Mal is Chinese currency, by yeah, the way. This is the Chinese 10 RMB note. The second one is Mao Zedong with a Batman mask on. Should have used a Wu Mao. Yeah, he should have. He should have used a Wu Mao. And then the last one is Mao Zedong, but he's drawn the facial recognition dots and lines. Right. Okay. Now, this was put into an art gallery and the art gallery was intimidated into removing the display. Okay. Right. By the usual threatening messages online, hateful messages online, attacks. And when you've got a small art gallery, they, are, they don't know how to deal with the Wuma and the attacks. That's the thing. They don't understand. It's so difficult. We deal with it on a daily basis. A lot of people who've dealt with China or the CCP know how big this hate campaign is. But imagine you're a small little art gallery. You're like, yeah, we're going to display this guy's art. And then suddenly you're getting hundreds, if not thousands, of directed attacks against you, people close to you, 
threatening to do things, threatening that you're racist, doing all this other nonsense that they do. Of course, as a small little gallery, you're going to be like, whoa, whoa, okay, we're sorry, we didn't know, you know, and you're going to take it down. But yeah. it shows the censorship of the CCP happening here. So they took down his artworks. Yo, but yeah, artworks. you know, <laughs> I bet, I mean, I've seen artworks. I think, I think this came from Australia of a woman who put yarn in her nether regions while she had her period. Yeah. And then like pulled it out because it was bloody. And then that was, that was on display. Now this, on the other hand, this is not, this is offensive. I just had an idea, yeah, you, okay. you keep going. Sure. So here we have, Bat. I mean, I, I don't know what the significance of the Batman is. I get the Winnie the Pooh. Um, but anyway, this guy got his stuff removed, but I loved his quotes afterwards. So Luke, if you're watching, we're not getting down on you at all. Uh, loved his quotes. He said that he will not apologize for genocide. He may, Maybe he apologizes for offend, offending people. It doesn't matter. He's not going to apologize for genocide or for the CCP's actions. Yeah. This is a, let me get this out of here. This is a one R&B note. Oh, yeah. You got a Sharpie, dude. This is perfect. I don't know what I'm going to do with this. CCP, open up. This is a CCP. Open up. You're, gonna, it looks, you're making him kind of cute. You should make him Hitler. Oh, it's green. <laughs> <laughs> you're okay. putting your hand behind it. It's not going to Probably not. <laughs> Okay, but hey, look, I am now an artist, everybody. Look at me. Can I, can you, can I go display this in a gallery? Okay. Stop. Stop. <laughs> I am. I'm, I'm an artist. Maybe this will like off with the shadow will offset it. Can everybody see my beautiful art? It's deep. You, if you don't understand this. We did this, better not, art on our other mob You're picture. not sophisticated enough to understand this. Fair enough. But again, Luke Cornish Pasty. <laughs> oh, everyone wanted to know what uh, uh, what's in a Cornish Pasty. It's, everyone is asking. It's got meat and vegetables. I know it is. Okay. Meat and vegetables. It, it's you're not delicious. Se- you're not selling it. Yeah. I think you just like junk food. No, you have no idea how amazing it is. I've had a Cornish Pasty. It's, <laughs> it's okay. It's, it's good. It's good. Okay. It's good. And they just call it a Cornish, you know, in South Africa, you go in and like <laughs> pick up a Cornish. It's like a hot pie. It's a hot pie know, with I a know. nice pastry. And look it up. You'll, you, you, Better try one if you can, if you can sure. find a source. Do you know what you know what they do? What? In uh it's in somewhere in northern England. Mm-hmm. They in this like kind of a known area, kind of like countryside area. You know where they speak with a very thick accents? Sure. It's called a a wagon a wagon kebab or something. Wigan kebab. Okay. They take like a Cornish pasty, like a pie, like a meat pie. Yeah. And then they put it in a bun, just like two pieces of bread, and that's it. As <laughs> a wigging kebab. Oh, okay. It's that's a real popular food. Actually sounds pretty British good. British food is terrible. No, it's like some of it's it is. It's pretty terrible by and large. Full it's a great place breakfast. to eat. Come on. It's a great place to eat. They have countries' food from all around the world, right? Roast beef and Yorkshire pudding. Yeah. You do, you hate blood sausage and all that yeah, kind no, of crap. Yeah, no, that's terrible. And haggis and stuff. <laughs> that's not British that's food. That's Scottish. Yeah, I, I guess. UK. Yeah, yeah, true. They haven't left yet. Whatever, right? we're off Anyway. Point. So, uh, props to Luke Cornish for standing his ground, by the way. Yeah, exactly. I want to say props. <laughs> Maybe I can send this to him and he can add it to his exhibition. Sure. He's on our side. I, I know. Come That's on. That's why I'm trying to help him. This, this is I worth... will admit his art is not stellar. <laughs> okay. May, let's be honest. Maybe he's got other artwork, which is incredible. Okay. And this is just the only thing we've seen so you far. Know, no, you know what I'm going to say? What? Just to defend him. You know how they say, like, art is meant to start a conversation? You know that oh, bullshit? Yes. This actually did. And for that, I say, Cornish Pasty, you did great. By the way, you did great. maybe what we can do is have a giveaway, and I can send this to uh, anyone out there, maybe at some point. We'll keep this around. What are you, one of those people that gives a... I'm not going <laughs> to say who that is. No, <laughs> no. no but quite, yeah, <laughs> quite honestly. No, the, the thing about this is, uh, now we're talking about this money, um, 
I had, and I, I, I probably have somewhere, <laughs> anyway, so. um, something very interesting. You know what you sometimes find on these notes, oh, yeah. on the one R&B notes specifically, and it's probably because it's cheap, they don't put it on the bigger notes, is like a little blue stamped message in Chinese, which says Falun Dafa Hao or something. Yeah. Uh, and like, you, you, it's Falun Gong. It's you know Falun that, Gong the propaganda cult where the people like float around and stuff. Yep. They get their organs harvested in China. Yeah, they put that on there in mainland China. It's yeah. pretty shocking. So to see. and because nobody will throw money away in China, yeah. that's kind of clever. It nobody yeah. will ever throw that money right. away. So it circulates. Sure. And I shouldn't so, say cult, but they're yeah. whatever they believe in. Yeah, their religion. It's like Scientology. Yeah, it's kind yeah. of like a weird alternative religion sure. cult thing, you know, about Tai Chi and stuff. Sure. Some people love it. Some people think it's rubbish. It's banned in China. And China persecutes them like, yes, brutally. like crazy. Yeah. Anyway, the fact of the matter is you get those messages and sometimes free to bed stuff and all that. And it's kind of interesting <laughs> because that's a way around censorship in China because money is God there. Right. So you can literally put your message I, on money. I just had an idea. What's that? We need to make that. Well, they helped me. Yeah. We need to make this an NFT. What's NFT? Everyone wants us to make this an NFT. You know what an NFT no, is? What's an it's NFT? digital art that's crypto. So people oh. bid on it with crypto. Oh, really? Yeah, you can turn it. And everyone wants us to make this an NFT. Let's oh. make this an okay, NFT today. Like, yeah, we'll okay. do it right after this podcast. Okay, great. And we'll put it up. We'll put the auction up on the next podcast. That sounds good. I watched a lot of podcasts do this. But this has a message. We've started a conversation. <laughs> okay, whatever. Okay? You will own this as an NFT. Um, so we'll put this up next show. All right, deal, cool. deal. Yeah. We're dealing this. Okay, fine. We'll See? do it. Okay. Hold us to it. Yeah, I can be an artist too, you know. Yeah. All right. So anyway, we got to continue here with uh, with our show. So okay. Um, so that th that little clip that we wanted to show you, by the way, uh, just before it like slips away from us and we forget about it, um, it's a very tiny clip. So just bear with me. I need to go find it. But you know, Lola Farley. Um, the reason we bring him in on the show and the reason why we try to promote him is because he really. Um, he really is fantastic, and he has an incredibly important message uh, for people to look at. And the fact that his um, Chinese is so good, uh, and he's been, you know, big in China. He was one of those white monkeys, for lack of a better word. He was a presenter and an MC for some massive. He was a big, high level white monkey. Very yeah. For and I don't even know if white monkey is correct because no. he was actually just doing he's his job. Talented. Yeah, and he's talented and stuff. He's been there and he's seen it and he's been a part of the machine. And so from that point of view, he has the experience. It's not someone sitting from the outside trying to uh, put their opinion across. It's someone who loves the culture and the language so much that he dedicated so much of his life to learning it. Um, and fluently, like he is literally one of the best Mandarin speakers I know. And uh, that's saying something. And his Chinese is better than a lot of Chinese people. And that's not even a joke. Um, so it's always good to see that. But he has a lot of important things to say. So we're going to show an incredibly short clip here. It's like a couple of seconds. And then the link to this video will be down in the description for you to go and watch after the show. Because I, I do recommend seeing it. Let's see if we can actually get the audio to work this time around. Let's try. Well, guess what? Give me a second. I have to change a little setting here. I will change a setting. Yeah, guys, you know. This I'll is, read this while you do this. Yeah, you do that. Uh, DTQC says, I've removed my picture and location from my Facebook profile. And now when I troll the trolls on CGTN, they barely never answer. Nice. Okay. What is that supposed to mean? Uh, decision. Okay, it's working. Can't get anything. Okay. Ready? Sorry, you know, the, there's a, a janky setup that we have going on here and it sometimes doesn't work. So we're going to just quickly show you this clip. It's literally a couple seconds long. Please watch it. And uh, here we go. The 2021 
Is China in another cultural revolution? And how does that affect your decision to learn Chinese? First, let's point out the obvious. Both periods have one-man rule, cult of personality, rampant nationalism used to distract from the party's failures, inefficient allocation of resources, state interference in all private industry, local officials inflating numbers to appease their leader, public intellectuals persecuted for speaking out, students reporting on teachers and fellow classmates, and of course, the arts being turned into a tool of propaganda, stifling the country's creativity while promoting state-sponsored entertainment. Yeah, okay. So we're back. Just a little clip. Yeah. Um, definitely check it out. So the reason we brought that up is because we have the link to that exact video in the description. Sure, it's a good watch. It it's a should you learn Chinese. I love that. He's and put so much work into that video. You that's the thing. I think for video. the casual person, that doesn't sound like a very enticing um, title to a video. You're like, what What does that have to do with sure. anything? It's much but deeper. The important thing is he talks about how he's had to actually break contact with his very good friends in China simply because, you know, it puts them at risk to be associated Correct. with him. Correct. And it gives, you, the same boat. it gives you a fantastic look into what's actually going on with China. You know, and exactly how it operates. So please go take a look at that if you get a chance. And yes. of course, behind us we have Wolf Warrior, and this is what the Wolf Warrior diplomats are named after this this nonsense video movie. If you yes. if you watch it, you'll cringe. You'll die of cringe. You will cringe. Just uh, you you might want to do that actually. You might want to do it. It's the most popular movie of Chinese history. Yes, and the in most Chinese highest history. grossing movie and all that kind of stuff. It's and more like the highest gross <laughs> grossness. Don't forget, a lot of it is you know because it's like patriotic to go watch it, so you should watch it yeah, type thing. For sure. Anyway, um, it's time for us to do our Q and A, everybody, and that's where uh, we answer your questions and you question our answers. So let's hit it. We've got a lot to get through, so let's get through them. John Wyland says AAPI, a bogus term invented by woke by. Mm -hmm. um, planet earth thank you very much mm -hmm. ray scott a uh that's been watching for years and i love you guys i really enjoyed this week's video commenting on your china footage please do more by yeah. the way about the aapi thing i think mm -hmm. that's the asian pacific islander protest hate thing so is I, that is not my opinion that yeah. is what sean said yeah, we got to look into that. I don't know much about. I'm that. doing a lot of research into this because sure. I'm, I mean, my video on tomorrow or Saturday, whenever it's released, is going to be talking about it. But I want to do a very in-depth look because it's turning out that a lot of these anti-Asian hate uh, cases are very individual, and it's usually people that are like serious criminals, like the the 65-year-old woman that was brutally beaten outside that place. The guy who did it was on parole for murdering his wife. You know, not a very good guy. And he's just a piece of crap that would go and do terrible things anyway. So there's a lot of um, nuance if you look closely at each individual, um, you know, case. <laughs> anyway. Science, um, that word gives me a chuckle sometimes. Yeah, yeah me too. Nonce. Um, um, yeah. So uh, Ray Scott says, been watching you for years. Love you guys. Mm -hmm. uh, sorry. I literally just read his thing. Yeah. There's one other Thank thing so um, from Ray Scott. We, on ADV China, if you haven't seen it, um, oh, yeah. we released on Monday. Yeah. We've decided to take some of the unreleased footage that we have driving through the more rural parts of China because we talk about it all the time. Yeah. We talk about our experiences. But if we can show you, because uh, we have actually quite a bit of good stuff that you, you haven't In different seen provinces. Before, and we're... We're just watching it and we're commenting on it and we look at Translate the propaganda the signs, signs yeah. and the, the signs on the side of the road, what people are doing, and we're explaining it as we go It's very along. cozy. It's very relaxing. Uh, I think it's a, it's a good thing to do. So if you haven't checked it out, you should check out ADB Definitely China and, and ADB let China. us know what you think. If you want yeah. us to make it a thing, we can just kind of continue... 
doing that for a while. The, MTV China. the video in question is called uh, We're Back in China. Yeah, it's called We're Back in China because it's kind of April Fool's clickbaity, yeah. you know, whatever. Uh, Fireheart says, has the flooding in China slowed down? Still worried about that big dam. Well, it's not rainy season yet. No, um, it's, it's, we'll not a, it's not a thing right now. No. Yeah. Kid32888, may President Xi will meet Chairman Mao really, really soon. <laughs> nice. By the way, if you want to know if the flooding is getting bad in China, just wait for a bunch of shills to be like, we're going to the Three Gorges Dam yeah. to show how great it is. Then you'll if know it's getting If there's a problem bad. like genocide or human rights atrocities or a natural disaster, just wait for the pro-CCP shills to go to that location. Yeah, to go to some place. Then you know <laughs> then there's a know. problem. Because they're used as PR to like, don't look here, everything's great. Right. It's just, <laughs> The CCP acts like a criminal running to the crime scene. Absolutely. All the time. Yeah. Every time. Uh, Amy, Mur- Amy Murphy says, as somebody who is on the left, I wholeheartedly agree that this is bipartisan. Thank you for saying Finally. that. And I'm so tired of, especially in this live chat, I shouldn't pay attention to it so much, but people got to stop arguing about Trump and Biden. This yeah. has nothing to do with that. Agreed. You don't understand how mu- how little this has to do with that. Yeah. Um, it disgusts me that people who claim to be anti-fascist de- defend the CCP. Absolutely. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. It's horrific. Dog life, uh, triple, uh, quadruple four. Lilla Farley poops on the far left and Trump. Last time he talked, he, he said he disliked Trump, and the vocal people in your chat went on a frenzy about him talking bad about Trump. I laughed my butt off the, that time. Exactly. Yeah. And it doesn't matter. Um, you know, here's the thing um, a person's, like, the, the, the real, having an opinion about a political party shouldn't change the real work that a person does. No. Because you can Even if think you disagree you with it. Yeah, you can disagree. But when someone is doing something like, okay, here's a guy baking a cake and he bakes this incredibly good cake and you watch him and he's masterful at it. That's what you look at is what he can do. Because you can't bake a cake like that. I certainly can't. Exactly. And if he is baking this cake in this amazing thing and he has a political opinion you don't like, it doesn't matter. Ignore that part. Look at the good that he's doing. Right. So if you don't agree with his political stance it doesn't matter because what he's doing is incredibly important Correct. just the same with That's me exactly what you, i was gonna say it's you know? like you may not disagree we me and winston don't agree politically. no we don't agree politically but we we're best yeah, friends yeah and we still agree on the on a very important topic and the reason we collaborate so well together is because we understand that the influence of the ccp is not bullshit it's not our way to make money it is the most important thing in the 21st century that we have to deal with yeah it is yeah and with someone like lilla doesn't matter what he says about whatever politician because the overarching message is that he's fighting against the CCP and you should support that sentiment. Correct. Right? Yeah. Uh, JD Mann. Mm. Hey, guys. Thanks for all you do. Uh, keep bringing the message of truth about China. Maybe we can get all the people in the, uh, all the people to start thinking and talking about the threat China posed uh, to the West and Taiwan. Yes. Mm-hmm. Son and again, the- we're talking about the Chinese government and yes, the CCP, not the Chinese people for all you morons out there who can't tell the difference. Yes. Chinese people does not equal CCP. No. Sean Rice says, wow, caught you live twice in a row. Nice. That never happens. Good job. Awesome. April 1st, Sea Milk. Thank you very much. Yeah. Benjamin Wood, you should organize groups to go to the CCP AAPI events. A little dangerous for us. Yeah. Um, you know, we're, we will are not <laughs> we are not here to brigade and to yeah. to try and cause trouble. But what we are here to do is to show truth, the truth, and to help people understand what's going on. Because a lot of people are ignorant to this, and they'll sure. look at this event and think that it's it's good natured and stuff. But what they don't realize is that it's an engine for censorship. Correct. You know. Right. Well said. David Newfield, Newfeld says, thanks, Lilla. I went through exactly that the betrayal uh, from the left due to CCP influence four years ago in Vancouver. Mm. 
David Newfield also says the left is as gullible to the CCP influence as the right is to anti-China hate rhetoric. I hate partisan agendas hijacking real crisis. Exactly. That's exactly correct. Yeah. Uh, do not make this a partisan issue. Yeah. Ta- uh, Tara, uh, Tara Doherty says, when I lived in China for a month in 2017, people would ask me, what do you think of Xi Jinping? All I would say is, I think he is smarter than the American president. What was the objective of that question? Oh, yeah, oh, we, that's we would a, get that's that a good a lot. old bait. <laughs> you they got bait baited. Well, they, very often, we'd get pol- politically charged questions thrown sure. at us while, and especially just having a barbecue or whatever, they'd ask you something very specific. What do you think about the South China Sea? What do you think about this? Because they're digging. They want to cause trouble, and they want to know what's like... It, it honestly, though, depends, because if you get someone that's... Mm that's naturally questioning the narrative in china and they want to know and then you kind of were like very nice about it but you're like listen i think that he's on the wrong track blah blah blah. and they respect your opinion they no, it's not necessarily i'm saying Mm -hmm. the people that are genuinely curious yeah will will take still take offense to that of course yeah the thing is is that they may be able to say "Mm," because the the whole uh, worshiping foreign people is a real thing so if they say oh, that actually plays into exactly what the CCP narrative said that they would say. Or it might say, oh, that's interesting. So they don't just randomly worship the leader, right? right. But well, yeah, I mean, a very, lot of times... Very often I have avoided actual conflicts. Oh, of course. Because remember that, 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 that time they were like, where are you from type thing? And we're like England. They're like, good, you're not American because, you know, if yeah, you'd be I almost trouble. got beat up. Yeah, or that time where it's like, are you American? Mafia. I'm like, no. And they're like, good, see, because what we're doing here. <laughs> they ask these questions for a reason. Mm. So... It's always good. It doesn't matter what country you're in um, to be politically ambiguous. So when somebody asks you a politically charged question, you just say, I don't really know. I'm not Chinese or I don't really know. I don't know enough about it. And that's the best way to get out of that. Jordan Laramore, have you all read the Amnesty International report regarding Uyghur family separation? I have. I Mm -hmm. breezed breezed through a little bit of it. Yeah. Saptarshi Sengupta. Mm -hmm. You guys are right. Most CCP admirers have never experienced the CCP's oppression firsthand. In India... Mao had many fans till he decided to invade us in 1962, just to save face after his great leap. That's mm-hmm. a very good point, actually. Yeah. Uh, sick lid for your brave stance. Thank you. Orion Thanks. Agape. Have you considered running PR firm that advises companies explicitly on China issues, running lots? I mean, that's definitely an avenue in the future for us. Um, Daratend. Guys, Chinese signals intelligence is crap. Five Eyes is beyond advance. There is a good reason we let them build it in the embassy there. It's not a mistake. Mm, nope, it's a mistake. <laughs> Trust me, it's a mistake. Why would you do that? Smurf 17. China doesn't allow the American embassy to build next to their military base. No. And also, speaking about that, why does Australia have so many? You know, the South African consulates in uh, China, there are two of them. One is in Beijing, one is in Shanghai, the two big things. And that was really annoying because if you live anywhere in the country, you have to go fly to one of these places. The worst yeah, part like is, four, I think. you know, when I had to get my passport renewed, get a new passport, they take your old one and you can't travel without a passport. And it takes six months to get a new one I remember. because of South Africa, because they run out of passport printing paper or whatever garbage excuse they have. <laughs> so, you know, I had to do all sorts of weird stuff. Like luckily I had a driver's license. 
and the driver's license would allow me to travel by train, but not by plane or whatever. So I took the the, the fast train to to get around that. But then not having a, a passport for that, so long yeah. was so was annoying. tough. Yeah. Anyway, whatever. It's nonsense. Don't get to get into that. Uh, Smurf seventeen says, "Good morning from Shanghai. Been watching for years and really appreciate the insight that you both provide. Loved conquering northern China as did my wife, who hadn't seen those areas. This is to help you both get back on the road when the world opens up. Thank you. Thank Smurf. you so that much. Very for that. generous. Yeah." Corey Sanek, boot the CCP and their collaborators out of Canada. Tapas yeah. and Cañas. Cornish pasties are basically a British empanada. That's what I'm more familiar with. It's better than a, an empanada. No, it's not. It's so much better. Do you even know what an empanada no, is? No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I'll be completely honest with you, but it's better Fair than that. You love Mexican food, so yeah. you'd love it. No, I do love Mexican food, but I think a Cornish pasty. There's something about it. It's so hearty. It's got such a good sauce to it. It's the beef okay. stew that's more or less in there. It's so good. Sure. It's it's pretty good. Mm. Uh, Magnum Beef says, just finished dying laughing at Sea Milk's April Fool's video. Cheers, guys. Thanks for everything you do, both informing and entertaining. Thanks, man. Shaky Ninja, slagging off our food. You have greatly offended the British people. Keep up the good work, guys. <laughs> nice. Thank you. I love British people because they can actually take... take. Most off. people in the world oh, can take can. a freaking joke, just not China. If you say, oh, if you were to say something bad about Chinese food, you'd have people literally, you know, on a hate boner after you. <laughs> this is true. Wolfgang Amadeus, thank you very much. I mm-hmm. uh, loved your work back in the... <laughs> yeah, back, in, back in the classical period. Classical period. Symphony <laughs> number nine in B minor specifically. Do keep it up. Yeah. Subtarshi Sengupta. Are anti-China dictatorships like Vietnam free of CCP propaganda because they don't have freedom of speech and expression for the CCP to exploit like Western countries do? Yes. Hmm. Uh, very, Vietnam's a great example of that. It's a co- government and country that hates China. Yeah. Um, yet they operate very similarly, right? Sure. Vietnam's nowhere near as bad, but it's still a very heinous dictatorship. Sure. That being said, me saying that doesn't prevent me from going, yeah. right? Me saying that about China, I'm effed, dude. Yeah, yeah. On this big of a platform, I sure. can say Vietnam's a horrible platform. That's a, a country that has like terrible human rights atrocities. That doesn't make make it okay to say something like that in Vietnam. Yeah, yeah. But I'm not going to immediately get disappeared for saying that in Vietnam. Sure. Versus in China, I will. Yeah. Uh, Nathan87, real, not gas station Cornish pasties are amazing. Yeah. Britain does not have the same ubiquitous food culture as some other countries, but find what it is to offer and you won't be disappointed. I mean, I love fish and chips and things like that. Do and I actually really? like blood sausage. Oh, okay. Good for you. Mm. Dustin, <laughs> Dustin Pearson, thanks. Hey, guys. T-Y-K-S for having Lilla. Thank you so thank you so much, I guess that means. <laughs> Must be, yeah. Uh, for having Lilla on. Watch Field of Vision about Hong Kong. Watch Conquering Southern Northern China about the wonderful people and landscape of China. Appreciate both. Stay healthy. Much to be grateful for. Good to see thank you, Dustin. You. Uh, Andrew Clunis, many thanks to you for both of what you do. Uh, my, for understanding on the modern ID poll left by Zua, I highly recommend Cynical Theories by Helen Pluckrose and James Lindsay. Th- super thorough deep dive on ideology and aesthetic. Oh, I mean, okay. Don't know them, but... J-Man, nice guy, 1492. Another Guanxi Corner question. Watching Matt's old videos with you and Vivi were long distance before you are married, right? COVID forced me in the U.S. and my Chinese-Canadian girlfriend to go into a long distance relationship. I find our cultural differences are worse now. It's always going to be worse long distance. Very hard. One she corner where we talk about relationships specifically to do with anything business or romantic. And my reply is I'm so sorry to hear that. Yeah. (laughs) It sucks. Long distance relationships are very difficult. Yeah. Uh, To be honest, cross-cultural relationships are very difficult. I would not advise a cross-cultural relationship to anyone. I think if you had an option to not have a cross-cultural relationship, it would make your life a lot easier. Sure. 
But, you know... We're, we're also advocates for responsible ones where people take the sure. time and patience to understand each other. You know, I, I lived in China for 14 years. You lived in China for 10 years. We met our wives there. Mm -hmm. We had long relationships. We understand the sure. culture very well. We can speak the language. Yeah. You know, I think that's kind of a prerequisite. I'm not, saying, I'm not saying it's wrong for you to no. have a cross-cultural relationship. I'm just saying that the, 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 the hurdles that you will face yeah. are immense. You know, it's like climbing over Mount Everest. And... There's a lot of hurt that goes both ways. Sure. I mean, there are people that don't speak the language and then they don't see the hurdles because they can't discuss the hurdles and they don't really know they exist. That's different. But I'm just saying it is tough. So be prepared to continually sure. fight against your cultural um, clashes. Yeah, and we, we, we're absolutely advocates for it, but we have seen uh, just a disturbing amount of train wreck stories because people reach out to us because of our experience. Yeah. And we understand how bad it can get. Oh, yeah, yeah. Jay Leo says, I've been to a Hong Kong protest last month in Santa Monica. I saw protesters stepping on the Chinese flag and then ripping it to shreds. What do you think of them? And would you guys do something like that? Mm. No, I would not personally. I mean, I, I personally wouldn't really go as far as no. to set flags on fire anger. or anything. I understand I understand. But, you know, at the end of the day, you see people in America tearing up American flags. Sure. You see, whatever. Like, if people really want to go and do that to prove a oh, point, I, I whatever. Think it's, I think it's, still, you're, it's your right to do that. Yeah. I personally wouldn't do that. I think it's in poor taste. It's, it's a bit disrespectful. I mean, yeah. I even made that video about why I wouldn't burn the portrait of Chairman Mao. Sure, it's just out of respect for Chinese people that would get hurt by it. Right. You know what I mean? You just don't, I hate the guy. You don't need to piss people off irrationally. We, we ended up doing some dastardly things to that picture. We didn't, <laughs> we didn't like set it on like fire, camera. though. No, but it's hanging on our wall here. We'll show you sometime. <laughs> you you know? had to bring up good old Mao. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Dion Chapman, a shill did a video on the cotton. It showed up in my list of videos. All of, All the, of shills. the shills did videos on the so cotton. So when we called some people KSMR... When we called <laughs> that, yeah. when we called that they were gonna go to Xinjiang, yeah. we were right. No, absolutely. Guess I'd... what? They all did cotton videos. They literally did videos where it's like, I support Xinjiang cotton. So it's like, I support genocide. genocide. This, you watching white people, mm. white Canadians and Americans, with thumbnails and videos, and British people, and British people saying, I support genocide. Yeah. You guys, I'm giving you a really clear warning. In five years when people talk about this after the fact, yeah. you don't want to be on that side. No. Trust me on this. It's going to be a bad look, especially if you try to get a job in the future. Yeah, exactly. Anyway. Don't worry. We'll make sure the world never forgets. True. Haley, I super chatted earlier, but again, this is why I highly recommend you guys checking out uh, Crystal and Sagar here on YouTube. Much love. Okay. okay. Can you put that in our notes? I so did, actually. Did. Time, so. Okay. All right. We'll check uh, it out. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, Linda Hunter, always nice to hear from Linda, our buddy. Mm -hmm. Hello, fellows. Always with the best emojis. Today we got a heart, a house, a clover, a earth, and a frog. Mm. Uh, please recommend a mobile phone. I, I would say iPhone. Uh, apps, look, depending on your budget, you can't go wrong with a Google Pixel. Yeah. A Google Pixel 5 um, or even a, a 4 Plus or 4A, I think it's cool. No, not 4A is the cheap one, the XL, 4XL, or the 5. True. Um, that's... You, you have no idea how good that phone is for the money. It it's is. Like, it's I bought like one for my brother because, yeah, because it's, just, it's that good. But if yeah. money's not an object, and I think Linda is a, quite a wealthy lady, um, I would just say for ease of use, yeah, I would say sure. an iPhone. Yeah, I mean, Max you know, the, the Pixel is so bleeding edge, though, when it yeah. comes to, like, the, the, the software. The, the hardware is sure. not as good as the iPhone. I don't want to get into this big de debate now, but... You know, it's so, so tied in with Google that the yeah. Google Photos and everything is incredible. All that stuff, the, the package. 
I've moved over to iPhone. I miss my Pixel. Big I get time. it, but the, do you understand? Like when you're talking about a person that potentially doesn't really understand phones mm -hmm. that well, you don't have asking, to them. That's the thing is that every time someone in my family that has an Android and they don't know what they're doing, it's oh, it's running slow. Oh, this is that's blah, blah, different. Blah. Pixel's different. Is I it? I mean, it is. Okay. Uh, like I gave one to my mom uh, when she came to visit me like two years ago. Whenever I got her the Pixel uh, Three XL, same as what I had. And she uses it, and she can just snap photos, and they come out fantastic every time. It requires yeah, but it's no, still you. If my it's mom the Android can understand ecosystem. it, yeah, it's true. But Full if my mom can understand it, it's it's good. Sure, sure. But I know, I'm, understand. But in in a year's time, she's going to be like, oh, this is running slow because nope, of these it's been apps. Two years. Okay, fair Remember, enough. Remember, even good. my my Pixel Three XL lasted forever. I'm just yeah, saying, you're, like, you're if you're going to go, user. if you're going to go Android. Then get a sure. pixel. We both use iPhones. So I'm we just do now. Trying not to mislead yeah. the populace no, here. No, but I, I, if the I'm Pixel not Five Apple, wasn't such a wasn't such a disappointment to me because it's sure. basically the same as the Pixel Four and the Pixel Three. Sure. Um, I would have gone with it. Sure. But yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm happy with it. We use a iPhone. Mac ecosystem. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, Edward Crosby, inspired by one of Winston's video in 2013, inspired me to go to China. Nice. I spent 2014 at Wuhan. Good thing it wasn't in. <laughs> 2020. Yeah. Have a snow on me. Oh, fantastic. Thank I'm you. glad. Yeah, you know, uh, the experience in China is definitely worthwhile. Yes. Yeah. Uh, just be very careful. Yeah, just the, don't, don't be high profile. Ar like arbitrary this. And of course, right now, things. you don't go there unless you want them to shove a cotton bud up your ass yeah. and hum humiliate you and force you to take a Chinese vaccine. Which yeah, is oh yeah, you can only go thing. there if you have a Chinese vaccine, the one that doesn't work so very even well. Even if you have your Pfizer or Moderna vaccine, you still can't get in because you have to additionally get a Chinese vaccine. Yes, so don't go now. Just don't go. Out of protest. Yeah. Uh, random person says, stay awesome. Would love to hear an update on what's been happening in Hong Kong. we got something planned for next week. Don't worry. Mm -hmm. uh, David Pei, have it's you great. looked into Iran practically selling their souls to the CCP? A lot of my Iranian peers are devastated. Actually, a lot of protests against China in Iran right now because mm -hmm. of what the government did. And that's the shame about Iran. A progressive country with full of very, very smart, intelligent people that are very, very secular. Mm. But they have to bend to the whims of their basically dictatorship that has yeah. sucking the jeep out of China. Absolutely. Yeah, what Sucks. Can you do? It's awful, though. It's the same as South Africa and, yeah. and other countries. Like, what do Africa, you do? Yeah. You can't go against a tyrannical government no. like that. No. You know? Sucks. What do you do? Yeah. But at least they're protesting. Yeah. It shows you there's dissent in these countries that are supposed allies of China. Hmm. Uh, Linda Hunter, original Cornish pasties had a ridge of pastry across the top so that miners could hold it with grimed hands and then toss the handle. Oh, that's, yeah, that's why they have that's that why. pattern around. It's oh, so interesting. cool. I know they do. I didn't know why. That's mine food is awesome. Mine beers are great Mine food. It is. <laughs> Dude. In my like, food. And mine food. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, the very popular beer I used to drink a lot in South Africa is Black Label. And it's kind that's of like the beer? miners love. It's like always in the adverts, you've got these like really buff miners in the coal mines i mean in the gold mines and stuff and at the end of the day a black and they bring this crate and put it down they all crack open a black it's awesome nice mine beer selling me yeah uh Cy weirs mm. thank you guys for all your work i've been watching your videos for a couple of years now i moved from the u.s from eastern europe and i love it moved to the u.s oh okay. thank you uh many of my eastern european friends buy into chinese propaganda and it's terrifying for me yeah. i do not want to see eastern Europe. You guys are smarter than that. It's, yeah. Look at Estonia. I wouldn't call Estonia Eastern Europe, but they're literally like dumping Chinese diplomats left and right. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. Uh, Gary Leidia. Hello from Melbourne. My wife is from Chaozhou. Nice. Very mm -hmm. close to where we're from. We lived. Uh, you guys ever visited there? Too, too many times. Yeah. <laughs> In 2017, I was planning to relocate to Shanghai. 
And now with what's happened with COVID-19 and your videos, I'll never do it. Yeah, it's not, a, it's not a good thing. I Okay, I'm going to digress a little bit here. I know we've got questions to cover, but let me be brief. I had a long conversation with an old friend of mine, somebody who's been in China for as long as I have. Um, he's not big in the YouTube or anything. Nobody will know him. He was basically based in Xiamen for most of the time, which is, you know, opposite to Taiwan down there. And he's always kind of held on to this idea that China was a great place to, to live. And he set up his life there, right? So he's got a he's got a steady girlfriend. He's got a really nice apartment. He's got all this stuff there, right? Okay, he's set. He's set. Okay, this is where he's decided he's just going to keep working, keep living. He loves it there. Flies back just at the wrong time when COVID hits. Is not allowed back into the country. Even now that they are allowing people in, you know, the the, the school that he works for and stuff is like, no, just don't come back. They're just like, no, don't come back. They don't want him to come back. And it just proves that it's never a stable situation in China. You can love the, the living there. You can love the situation. You can love everything about China. But as a foreigner, you will never have a situation where you can very stably say, I'm just going to settle down. I'm just yeah. going to have my life here. Right. Because like that, things can change and you're out. And everything that you've, you've built there, every single thing. Don't forget, I had a 14 years of life built in China. Everything is gone on a whim and that's why i don't suggest anyone to seriously consider moving to china sure do a gap year yes go be go there travel. for a couple of years travel around whatever but to think that you can move there don't ever do that no dennis stafford thank you mm -hmm. le munoz says disappointed with danny haifang's ccp shilling appearance on the jimmy Dore show but it's time for you to Maybe it's time for you to to try to get on and set the record straight. Oh my God! Don't even get me started on that shit. That, that, what a freaking psychopath! Yeah. Holy crap! This is the most diluted bullshit you've ever seen in your yeah, life. Yeah. Chris Bridgers, any plans on doing any force induction videos on Worthless Whips? Oh, we'd love to. Actually. Oh yes. Oh, that's. Oh, coming. actually, we we might. Yeah, yeah that's coming. Don't you worry. Soon, soon. Magnum Beef uh, wishes to start calling China by its real name, West Taiwan. <laughs> nice. Sam from Poland. Uh, good channel. Recommend if you speak Chinese. Uh, thank you for standing with Taiwan. Greetings from Poland. Here's some beer money. Thank, thank you. you appreciate, appreciate it. it. Yeah. Good luck with your channel. Um, <laughs> this interesting title that says t something, something Tiananmen Massacre. Yes. Uh, it's funny how China and its government boycotts Western brands, but they will never shut down those factories in China. Hypocrisy is real. You're absolutely well, correct. Sometimes, yeah, I know. That's the thing. They don't shut down even though they get screwed over. He's talking about the hypocrisy of the Western yeah. companies. Yeah. It, it really annoys me. It's like, can people not see the wood for the trees here? It's, uh, it really pisses me off. Stop dealing with China. They're going to take advantage of you. You think you're going to get a part of the market. No, you can be upended. Look at what happened to H&M overnight. This can happen to you. And guess what? They can seize all your assets. They can seize your factories and then make your goods and just relabel them as their own. That's what happens. Correct. Okay. Why not try and deal with democracies in places where there's real rule of law? Why not try that on for a change? Yes, exactly. You know? I know you have to pay higher union fees and, and labor and stuff, but guess what? It's worth it. People around the world would pay more for a product that is a proper, good quality, ethical product. I would. Me too. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, we'll just run this out. The last one, Connor says, Micro Stimmy. Uh, thanks for the show. I love the show and keep up the good work. And Excellent. we'll see you guys next week when we unveil the greatest NFT you've ever seen in your life. <laughs> Winston's artwork. 
which will go into the fund hey, of fighting oppression. This is this is real art. I mean, it is now. It is now. Stuff like this can be shown in a gallery somewhere. It is now, dude. And you saw it live, you know. So they're about to see it next week when it goes on per- auction. I'm a performing artist. You will. Yeah. We'll put up performing a arts. Yeah. No, that's not correct, is it? That's not how you say it. That right. was just a <laughs> <laughs> whatever. Yeah. It doesn't matter. You're Guy- a dancer. Guys, thank you so much for joining us again. This is an incredibly important conversation that we have every week here. I know we have a lot of detractors out there who are going to continuously attack us, but remember, the more the people attack us, the more people try to ke- play catch up with us, the more people focus in on us, the better we're doing. Yes. So, yeah. Can't wait to see you next time.